0: You listen to me. You're Nick fucking! Woo Cage!
1: Hello and welcome to the Nick fucking Woo Cage cast. My name is Rob Humphrey and I'm joined as always by Kat Valour. Kat, how are you?
0: Doing well?
1: How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Ready to talk about some Nicholas Cage as we are going to dive into 1994's "It Could Happen to You" on this episode. Uh, Before we get to that, though, Nick Cage news and boy, there's not a lot. Um, There is, however, a um, he is in uh, I guess Australia working on this movie, "The Surfer," and there is a quite funny video of him um, that somehow. Has gotten online uh, of him trying to learn how to surf. Uh, I I don't know if you've seen this or not, but he is quite unsuccessful in his attempts.
0: Uh, So I had seen that going around. I did not realize that that was real. I assumed that was from
1: a movie. No, that is, uh, he is working on a movie. uh, You'd think he would know how to surf growing up in Southern California, right? You would think. Yeah, but I guess I guess not. I don't know. Um, but he was uh, seemingly struggling uh, pretty hard in the the video that was that was leaked online. Uh, so that was quite entertaining. The only other thing I saw was that he was in Toronto at the same time that Sofia Coppola was working on a movie there. Oh, um, and so the the two of them, I guess they they met up while they were there, and he had nothing but nice things to say about her, which is fitting because she's uh, a brilliant filmmaker. She makes some really good stuff. Um, but that's all uh, I've got for Nick Cage news. I don't. I don't know if you have. I don't anything.
0: exactly have Nick Cage news, but I did have uh, Nick Cage vibes. I guess that I wanted okay. to talk about. Have you noticed? There's been a trend uh, going around Twitter recently of describing your mood with only Nick Cage gifs.
1: I have not seen this. No, I wish I had.
0: It has made my life so much better because for like the last four days, my feed has just been nothing but Nick Cage. Gifts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a, that's great. I, I got I guess I'm not following the right people on Twitter. Cause I never see any of that.
0: Yeah. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So yeah. And I encourage this. I think we should have more like, this has been a fun one. It's been a great start. Uh, no notes no complaints i do think we should continue the trend though i think it should be like describe your career (laughs) using only nick cage
1: gifts (laughs)
0: love life you know like i think we should keep this trend going
1: (laughs) yes absolutely absolutely it sounds like fun and there's no shortage of nick Cage gifts to use no uh that is that is for sure um all right are you ready to get into it can happen to you
0: i am (laughs) Well, the lotto jackpot
1: has grown to over $64 million. It all started with a lottery ticket.
0: You got the numbers wrong. Wrong? An honest cop <laughs> and a waitress. Probably you've had good luck your entire life, which is the opposite of me. in the middle of a very bad day. You just don't have enough for a tip.
1: I'll live. Lottery ticket? If this ticket wins, I'll come back tomorrow and split the proceeds. And if it doesn't, I'll still come back and leave you a tip. What do you think?
0: I think I'm never going to see you again. What happened Jesus. next? <laughs> 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 Is beyond their wildest dreams. I've got something to tell you. This is a story of money. Why don't you stop at half? Why don't you just give her all the money? Nice. Would you get off my foot? The things it can buy. Just a quick stop at Tiffany's, darling, and I'll be born again.
1: And the one thing.
0: You're doing great. It can. not Oh, no.
1: TriStar
0: Pictures presents. It's nice to meet somebody who you can just talk with, you know, and hang with. This lottery thing, it's from one day to the next, it's like you become this other person. Ladies and gentlemen, I just won the lottery, and tonight's ride home is on me and Miss Yvonne, be To put you in a straight jacket and take you to the loony bin. Nicholas Cage. It's like we're on two different channels now. I'm CNN, and she's the home shopping network. Bridget Fonda.
1: It's like a fairy tale.
0: Rosie Perez.
1: Woman with the heart of gold.
0: It could happen to you.
1: 1994's It Could Happen to You. This movie was released on, I just had it in front of me, where is it? July 29th, 1994. Um, the budget was $20 million. The box office 47. million point seven million dollars it stars not only Nicholas Cage but Bridget Fonda Rosie Perez um Isaac Hayes Stanley Tucci they are all in this movie as well uh Kat what'd you think of Nicolas Cage and It Could Happen to You?
0: I think Nicolas Cage did a good job in It Could Happen to You. Um good yeah it's it's hard to we didn't get to see a lot of the stuff that I look for in Nick Cage movies as you know um this was not his most over the top performance i think he did well within the role that they gave him though
1: so. yeah i kind of agree with that it's fine like he's yeah. he he does what the movie asks him to do he doesn't do anything more he doesn't do anything less the problem is the movie doesn't really ask him to do much of anything yeah um, and that's really the 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 drag on this entire movie for me is, um, I mean, I guess spoiler alert for when we get to the bees. I didn't care for this movie because it's a cookie cutter <laughs> rom-com. It's, um, and it's not even funny. I mean, it's just, it's, there's it's nothing It's a cookie cutter like,
0: rom, I Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: I watched this thing four days ago and I already uh. remember nothing about it. Yeah. And it's, it's that kind of movie. And, um. And that's unfortunate because there are like rom-coms, are obviously not my thing, but there are some that I really like, you know, like when Harry met Sally's a, a great movie. Um, so when I sat out to watch this, I was somewhat hopeful that I would enjoy it. And I just I just did not like it. This movie just doesn't work for me at all. And that includes its use of Nicolas Cage. Like it just doesn't ask him to do anything interesting or give him a chance to do anything uh, to to make the movie more interesting to watch or make his character even interesting at all. It's just, you know, every scene is about what a great guy his character is. The character seems to have no flaws. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it's so this is a complaint that I've seen a lot about other characters. I, I think I see it the most people like to complain about Charlie Bucket uh, from the original <laughs> uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm hmm. Uh, because he just he had no personality, and it's like, but you can kind of understand that because he's a kid. But this sure. is like, what if he grew up and was a cop that never <laughs> does anything wrong? And it's like, yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. And and it's just, and that's the whole thing. And and all of the characters are like that, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, the waitress, she's just a she's just a sweet lady. You know, she does have one bad day. We do get to see her have a little bit of a bad day. So maybe she's even more interesting than he is. But that's it. Ah, uh, Rosie Perez is just evil,
0: and that's the thing, too, is that it's like it, it it's just it's all black and white because the evil characters are really just evil all the time. Even the evil character that seduces her away from Nick Cage is just like, yeah, I, he's so evil that he backstabs her in the end. And it's like, okay. yeah, which, I would have, I would, that's the thing that this movie was missing was nuance. I would have loved to see a version of this where she becomes really happy being a successful investor and stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like, we have that kind of bittersweet ending because it, I, and I think, you know, it's one thing to be like, this is very satisfying in that she learns her lesson maybe, but we don't get to see her learn the lesson. Like it's in the aftermath. Yeah. We're just told about it. Yeah. So I would have rather since we're not going to see it anyway, I think I would have preferred the complexity of having just like some kind of nuance in there. you know?
1: Yeah, it's it, there's there's yeah, this movie is is completely devoid of any of that. I mean, the characters yeah. are either you're either a good guy or a bad guy. And that's it. Um, I, I, I will say uh, this uh, for Nicolas Cage's or two Nicolas Cage's character. If you don't have the money to tip, you don't have the money to dine out. Yeah. So, you know, you always have to tip your waitress. Uh, So you need to factor that in before you leave the house. Um, But I I, yeah, there's just nothing. There's nothing to this movie. It is the most generic cookie cutter romantic comedy ever. And again, it commits a huge sin because it's not funny. You know, at least be funny.
0: I do wish it had been fun and that's like there were a couple things that I thought were interesting that they did that could have been interesting but like they didn't stick them out yeah. a- and it's so it's it's neither interesting nor funny and like the dialogue was really weird you know he's at the the first note that I took I didn't take a lot of notes
1: I did not um either.
0: Because I was <laughs> uh, confused mostly. <laughs> uh, sometimes I don't take notes because I get you know like wrapped up in a movie. This was mm-hmm. more like I was wrapped up in trying to figure out where they were going with some of these yeah. things.
1: I I think for me I didn't take a lot of notes. And again, like you, I will get wrapped up in a really good movie sometimes and and forget to take notes or just not you know do it. But uh, with this movie, I just kept waiting for something noteworthy to happen, and nothing was happening. <laughs>
0: Um, But one of the few notes that I did take, there's the scene at the beginning, um, toward the beginning, where he meets the waitress for the first time. Mm -hmm. I've already forgotten her name. Yeah, Um,
1: yeah, that's never, I'm never going to remember that.
0: uh, But he's, uh, you know, they're there having breakfast, and they have like this back and forth, which like she seems to be into, and then she seems to just be mad at him. And it's like, I did not understand any of the lines of back and forth like they were english i got them (laughs) but he's like ordering stuff off menu and she's like chiding him about it but like none of the individual words made any kind of sense to me
1: it was weird right because when it first started (laughs) it i thought they were like playfully kind of flirting yeah and but then she was like genuinely pissed
0: she gets pissed and turns around and then he's like meatball sandwich and she's like oh is that what you want are you a brave officer (laughs) like and then his friend is like oh she likes you and i'm like does she i don't what are i the social cues in this were just so baffling and there were a couple other like conversations like that where you can tell what they were going for but the dialogue just made no sense
1: yeah yeah or yeah it's it, it is there was a lot of weirdness like that because i did i thought oh this is their sort of meat cute and they're kind of playfully flirting or whatever um but no she's genuinely mad and then yeah, yeah it was it was odd but i guess that's how and a romantic th- comedy starts right usually you end up they they hate the person at first right
0: and then too he's like i was trying to cheer her up and it's like what but at I- the point where that conversation had started he didn't know she was having a bad day mm-hmm. so it's like what uh, yeah. and yeah you're right usually i which i think makes it more interesting because they go from something to something else like there's an evolution of those characters and we didn't really have that here
1: no these no.
0: are the two exact same people at the beginning and end of this film <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, they are exactly the same because, yeah, there's, well, there's nothing for them to change because they're both perfect people
0: exactly um, and it's hard to have growth with that and and even like the side characters aren't really trying to lead them astray or anything it, right. it's like you said there are good characters and bad characters and even the friend like there's an opportunity right where the friend could tell him oh don't give the two million to the waitress and he doesn't do that he's like i know you're going to do the right thing <laughs> cage right. is like well what is the right thing and he's like whatever you say it is buddy <laughs> and then which like you know uh, that's not good, but that's not the kind of friction that you expect from a high-stakes, millions-of-dollars situation, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, underused in this film, by the way, was the, that that character. That, I love that actor. He plays Bunk on The Wire. He's so good on that show.
0: We um, should have had a movie about him. He was a yeah. more interesting character. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's a lot of underused characters in this movie. The Stanley Tucci character is completely underused. He gets just a few scenes. And doesn't really have anything to do. And it's a shame because Stanley Tucci plays a great dirtbag.
0: I, he was, oh my God. Okay. He was in this movie so little that until you said his name, just now am I realizing that was Stanley Tucci.
1: Yeah. And he's great (laughs) as, as like, uh, it like playing a slime ball character. He doesn't do it a lot, but he's really good at it. And that's what he's supposed to be in this movie. But he's only in, what, a few scenes? And then he Uh, just sort of, like, he's in the movie, and then he just sort of vanishes from the movie, and we don't hear from him again?
0: He's just not important anymore.
1: Yeah, it's completely... He was never important. I mean, that character could not have been in the movie, and it wouldn't have changed anything. No. Um. So that was completely weird. I didn't understand what Isaac Hayes' character was doing, Um, because he seemed to be the narrator... And then he shows up as a homeless guy, but then it turns out he's a reporter. I mean, he's that character really was all over the place.
0: Yeah, and then and that was another question I had. That's actually the last note that I took, and there are not a whole lot of notes in between these two. Uh, the, the last note that I took, was his introduction supposed to be part of the article? Like, I mean, I guess. Because he voices over the beginning of the movie, and then mm-hmm. which... It's like, okay, so that would tie around, I guess, if that's part of the
1: article. But then would like, but he also shows up at certain times in the movie for no reason,
0: yeah, that's true.
1: like on screen, he's just there. And then he shows up at her restaurant as, as, posing as a homeless guy who needs a meet. yeah. And then he I writes the article. it's it's very strange. I don't I didn't quite understand because at first, when we got the narration from him and then he shows up on screen, I thought he was just like some omnipotent narrator character. You know That's what I mean? What I, I didn't thought, put yeah. much stock in him. And then he kept he kept like every once in a while, a few times throughout the movie, he just shows up for no reason. Um, yeah, the, the whole thing was weird. It didn't that didn't really work for me. I mean, I, I guess if the narration that he does at the beginning of the movie is like the beginning of the article that all kind of ties around and makes sense a little bit, but then why is he just showing up at random times? I I didn't, it doesn't really completely work for me, but I guess it's fine. I didn't think of it like that. That is a good point that that could have been the, the, the article that he ended up writing. Well, that's the thing
0: is that like, that's me giving the movie the benefit of the doubt, which I'm not entirely (laughs) sure it deserves.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But like
0: once he started voicing over again, I was trying to piece it together and it's like, I'm not, I'm not sure how much that checks out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot about this movie that I did not like. It's not, that's the thing. It's not even that I didn't like it. I just didn't care about it.
0: I, yes, it commits the worst sin of being a very mediocre film.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, Like I said, I watched it four days ago and I already remember very little of this movie. Um, because there's just nothing there. And so it's, um, yeah, and that's almost worse than being bad, because at least if it was outrageously bad, I would remember it. <laughs> you
0: know? I will say, I bounced around um, I, and I'll wait uh, to to show where I landed. I have been bouncing around like for the last few hours about how to rank this thing, because it's like I objectively liked this less than some of the lower rated things that mm-hmm. we have on the scale, but it's because it's like more forgettable it's less fun to like pick apart which means it's a better movie than those things and then sure. it's like well how do i reflect that in like a numerical value right. you know
1: yeah this is not the worst movie that we've seen doing this no. show but it might be the most forgettable
0: yeah it it has to be the most forgettable <laughs> yeah uh yeah
1: i mean this is a better movie than zandalee but oh
0: unquestionably,
1: but I remember more about Zandali than I remember about this, and we watched Zandali weeks ago. <laughs> there
0: are scenes from Zandali that I'm not going to be able to forget no matter how hard I try
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, this movie is um and look, I get it makes sense for me to me for Nicholas Cage to do this movie it's it was a mainstream success, right and you have to have those if you have you're if you're an those. actor. I get it. But man, it is so like opposite of what I think of when I think of a Nicolas Cage film. Yes. Um but it does make sense. You have to have those kind of movies I guess on your, you know, resume or whatever. Um but it's it's just so bland and and he doesn't, you know, there's no big teeth and funny voice to try and save this one, you know?
0: And that's the other thing is because you when you compare it to other just like rom-coms that he's done i did not like what he gave us and peggy sue got married but i remember it i remember very well what he was doing and peggy sue got married and like valley girl as a movie is one of the most irritating things i've ever seen but nicholas cage was like doing fun pop-ups in the bathroom stall giving us a good show <laughs> yeah. and like we didn't have any of that here it, it uses him more than either of those two movies combined, honestly. And he just—they gave us nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's completely—it's completely unmemorable, um, in in nearly every way.
0: And, and also, I just want to throw this out there. This might show my hand as a terrible person, um, and I can live with that. But I think the most relatable, like, single person in this movie was the wife. <laughs> um because and it's it's crazy because i don't think of myself as a very like money obsessed person mm-hmm. but man the way that i would be pissed if my husband came home uh had picked up my lottery ticket and promised like two million dollars to a waitress and then like instead of letting it be a discussion. Uh, just is like i'm doing this and then just continues to give away money like when he knows it's a point of contention i think is like you know and i I, it's one of those things obviously she's the villain of the movie she's a terrible person all she wants is money that you know she doesn't pay attention to him she thinks he's gross i get it but like i i do kind of think that's a communication error at the very
1: oh absolutely (laughs) absolutely and then the thing is, the jackpot they say over and over again at the beginning is like sixty-four million dollars. Yeah, but then they have to split it with apparently a bunch of other people, so they get four million, and he is promised half to this waitress if they win. So that then that cuts their winnings from four million to two million. I feel like it would be easier for me to accept if you cut my winnings from 64 million to 32 million. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I get that. Yeah.
0: Cause she's, she's dreaming of $64 million. And you know, I'm a, I don't, I just because the movie went so far out of its way to make sure, you know, that sh- she's evil in this. I I think they kind of framed it disingenuously because it's like, you know, you're supposed to feel bad for him because he's not using any of the money and his he's not getting along with his wife and stuff. But it's like she did kind of have a prophetic dream. Mm-hmm. yeah, and at the end, they make it off to be kind of goofy where she's exaggerating it and lying about it in court so she can get all of the money and stuff. But like if I had a if my dead relative came to me in a dream and I genuinely thought I was supposed to win that money. I'd be even more mad about this. I also probably would have picked up the ticket myself yes. um, if I had a do gooder husband, you know? But like I I kind of see why she's pissed. And I and I think that's kind of the thing. Where you could relate to her and if they had not painted her as such a villain it would have been more interesting and i think there were a lot of opportunities like that with just about every character in this if we had seen something that tempted uh nick cage to keep the money or if he had like abused the money once or twice you know throughout the course of the movie or stumbled um and this is what this is the third or fourth movie we've had like this where nick cage ends up without a bunch of money at the end (laughs) of Movie it is, yeah. that was about money yeah. uh and i feel like this was the least interesting interpretation of it because he was like fine without the money and then he gets a little bit of different money at the end and it's like so that all worked out and mm-hmm. it's like i i guess but i would have much rather have seen like a corruption arc you know where yeah. he's a really nice cop and then he gets millions of dollars and and then he doesn't take a bullet for some you know bodega customers he (laughs) is like i'm i can't die the day after winning the lottery like i want to see that money change him you know
1: yeah i forgot about the bodega scene yeah
0: that was my favorite scene yeah um (laughs) i hate what it contributed to the movie which was nothing uh, like everything else in the movie but i did think it was very funny that there was just like a random shootout (laughs) bodega scene
1: Yeah, it's, uh, there's there's nothing to any of the characters in this movie, and that's that's unfortunate because there's a lot of talent involved in this movie. Nicolas Cage yeah. obviously has more to offer uh, a film than what he gets a chance to do here. Bridget Fonda is a better actress than what she gets a chance to be. Stanley Tucci's amazing. Um, Rosie Perez is great, and no one gets anything to do.
0: No.
1: Uh, so, yeah, it, it's extremely unfortunate. And I also didn't understand at the end how, like, um he lost the they lost the lawsuit or whatever and that was going to completely wipe them out when she owned a restaurant now
0: so that's the only thing i can think of is that she couldn't pay like if they had to pay back the money uh, she'd
1: have to yeah get rid of the restaurant to
0: is that how that works i, I don't know, the part that i don't understand is that she must have had the money in her possession to buy the restaurant because yeah. otherwise she was bankrupt but mm-hmm. then uh, how, how does the wife get that money back? Like that's in not a divorce. in his possession.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You like can't it was,
0: divorce him for that money. Yeah.
1: But she's, yeah, she's had the money because I mean, she went to the thing, which also doesn't make sense. Like she went to the thing where they gave out the big lottery checks and stuff, which is not how no, that wait a minute. <laughs> they would not, they would give the money to Nicolas Cage and Rosie Perez, who then could give the money to her, but the lottery is yeah. not going to give her the money.
0: Well, of course not.
1: Yeah, but remember, because yeah, when they went on the boat, doesn't make any sense? <laughs> when they went on that boat trip, or were supposed to go on that boat trip, she shows up like she was invited to that, and that was like a thing for lottery winners, from what I understand.
0: Oh, see, I thought it was just a thing for millionaires. Well, <laughs> which uh it doesn't make a lot of sense i guess in retrospect but neither did the movie and also no. there's a big sign next to the boat that says welcome millionaires and i yeah. just took it at face value instead of being, <laughs> instead of using context clues
1: i mean i assumed it was all for lottery winners <laughs> but i could be wrong i don't know um i don't know where i got that idea from that seems <laughs> like something a state lottery would do that's stupid um yeah but I I don't know
0: they they take like a million dollars worth of taxes. And then they're like, but you get a free cruise."
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This movie is, um, it's bad. It's just, it's, it's it's not the worst thing we've seen again. It's, it's not even close to the worst movie we've ever seen, but, uh, on this show, but it is so forgettable and so cookie cutter and so boring that it's, uh, it, it, it's hard to it i mean i can't recommend it to anyone no um you know moonstruck this was not
0: no 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 yeah. I, and again you know neither of us are likely to recommend rom-coms anyway right uh but if you're going to watch a rom-com if you're going to watch a nicholas cage rom-com watch moonstruck
1: <laughs> yes yes moonstruck is much much better than this movie um this movie is just uh it's full of it's full of a lot of nothing yeah um and it's again i I watched it four days ago and i don't remember most of it um so
0: by horrible accident i ended up having to watch this today and at first well more than anything i'm glad that i caught it i'm glad that we recorded slasher yesterday because it wasn't until you said the name of the movie that i was like i may have watched the wrong thing
1: yeah i'm Um, very curious about what you actually watched
0: (laughs) well uh i watched next week's movie i looked up the list i have a list of like all the nick cage movies chronologically Uh and i don't know I, i don't know how i missed this one okay uh but i did uh oh, so okay. I so like when I looked up you know the next 94 movie it was Trapped in Paradise and yes. I was like okay done watched it uh and then y- you mentioned yesterday uh the name of the movie and it's like wait a minute <laughs> 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 I don't think that's what I saw um mm-hmm. and sure enough so it was like it was a weird roller coaster of a day because it was like oh shit I watched the wrong movie and then it's like well I have time to watch the right movie and then I sat down and was watching this and it's like oh dear lord um but now I'm glad that I had to watch it today, because if I had watched this on Wednesday, I don't think I would remember any of it well enough to talk about it. Yeah. It's doubtful that I remember enough to talk about it now. <laughs> I don't remember his name. I don't remember her name. Mm-mm. I only just realized Stanley Tucci was in it. Like, this thing's a goddamn mess.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sums this movie up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that does sum things up pretty well. Do you have anything else you want to mention about uh, it could happen to you? uh
0: the the one last thing that I'll say it, and it feel it feels like beating a dead horse to even complain about it too much more. Mm-hmm. The one thing that really did bother me is is the pacing of this uh, because it's like, it's supposed to be a romantic comedy. They're supposed to like get together and fall in love and stuff. They spend an hour just setting up the premise of this thing. And it's only an hour and 40 minutes at this point, And it, it's not like it was super complicated. It's right. not like we needed an hour to set that up. It could have been like, okay, good cop meets nice waitress. Uh, mean wife gets in the way with the lottery money. Like that's, <laughs> all the premise that this movie needs or had and it took us an hour to get there like we had to see his relationship with the wife slowly devolving we had to see her new man we had to see the ex white the ex husband of the waitress and like her friend and their bankruptcy discussions and it's like i wh- of all the movies that needed context, like,
1: this yeah. just
0: was not the one. Yeah.
1: I forgot about the friend. I forgot that friend was even a character.
0: Why was she there? I don't and know. If she like, doesn't do anything. It's like a six minute scene with the friend yeah. where they're just like talking about credit card bills and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> I don't understand.
1: Dr- if there's one thing I do understand, it's debt. You don't have to explain it to me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like I get it. Uh, <laughs> And she's on the phone with the company, you know, and talking about her chances and stuff. And it's like I don't need to. See- and then like we get to know, not that I remember the names, but we get to learn the first names of the kids that like live in the apartment complex of Queens. And it's like, oh yeah, I just don't care about these yeah. kids.
1: Yeah, because that's another thing they use to show that <laughs> Nicholas Cage's character is such a good guy. He's always playing. He's always playing baseball with the the kids who live in the neighborhood and at rosie I, perez she's evil and hates it she hates that he's well, playing baseball yeah
0: it's dinner time <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah again that's just relatable to me if my grown-ass cop husband were playing baseball with someone else's kids <laughs> <laughs> i'd be pissed too i want to eat my chinese food um, <laughs> no i this movie was a mess and it just it didn't need that much context the thing that really kills me about this movie is that this wasn't like a 90 minute movie that they had to pad out because the premise is so simple it was mm. an hour and 40 minutes uh yeah. plus like they they could have cut some of
1: this yes they could have they, they could have cut they could have cut characters completely out we didn't need the friend or any of that we didn't need stanley tucci or any of that
0: (laughs) we i we don't need stanley tucci to such an unbelievable degree
1: yeah and i love (laughs) stanley tucci like i you know i'm not saying but what what he does in this movie is nothing
0: absolutely nothing so and it's and even the one because you can you could argue that the presence of people coming back into her life when she m- makes the uh, millions of dollars, you know, you could paint some kind of money is a burden narrative in this, but they don't do it. No, like, not that's really. not uh, and even that could have been established with him calling her like he didn't need to show up except for then they wouldn't have gone to the plaza where they can fall in love like two rooms closer or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I mean, that's, you know, that, that's pretty much how this movie is. It, it's a <laughs> lot of nothing um, for, you know, an hour and 40 minutes or whatever it is. All right. Uh, are we ready to get into the bees for I think, It Could Happen to You?
0: I think we're ready to get into the bees for It Could Happen to You. <gasps> what, what is that? What is that? What is it? Oh, no, not the bees.
1: Ah! all right we give each movie two scores a nicholas cage score not only is that a uh, score based on nicholas cage's performance but the film's use of nicholas cage and then we also will give a score to the film overall cat what do you give it could happen to you for a nicholas cage score
0: i'm giving it a two and i hate to do it but this is the most overused runtime of underutilizing nick cage that i've ever seen like they just they didn't give him anything to do and mm-hmm. he didn't give them anything more than what they asked for okay it was like, he was the best part of the movie but it wasn't a good showing for him
1: yeah all right I, I agree with that i gave this movie a three um okay only because i did feel like he gave the performance that the movie asked of him
0: um it d- he did. But the movie
1: just it didn't ask anything of him <laughs>
0: no <laughs>
1: so yeah it's it's it was never going to be a high score um because the movie just doesn't use him well at all um but you know his performance is fine it, it's just like everything else in this movie cookie cutter and kind of bland yeah. um which is exactly what the movie asked for what about uh what about the film overall
0: uh, so the film overall, I ended up giving a 1.5. Okay. Which is also the, that ended up being the adjusted score that I gave Peggy Sue Got Married. I, and it's weird because I dislike them for such different reasons. Mm hmm. But one week from now, when we we record our next episode of the Nick F and Woo Cage cast, I am not going to remember it could happen to you at all. Um, Like, my memory of this is already fleeting, uh, which is like the exact opposite issue that I had with Peggy Sue Got Married is like, I felt like I was remembering too much. I I felt like they (laughs) did too much. Uh, I was not having a good time. But I feel like, as a movie, like a- at least they were doing something, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so it's weird that these ended up having the same score. But I, j- I couldn't give it higher. You know, I, I don't like this. This was not a good experience.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I'm, I'm not too far off from you on this. I gave it a two. Um, okay. The movie is. It is not the worst movie that we've seen. It is, like I said, easily the most forgettable movie that we have seen so far. Um, but it's just, it's so bland and so cookie cutter and not funny that there's no way I could possibly give it a, a high score, even though it, it's well made and everything. Like, it doesn't look bad or anything. No. Um, oh, I just, and I
0: liked the costume design. I, that yeah. is, it's a simple thing, but, like, I did really appreciate that. They did a good job with that.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, it's, uh, but yeah, it's a two. I, I, I watched it four days ago and I barely remember it. Um <laughs> So, yeah, it, that is uh, that is a two all day long in my book. So, that is uh, It Could Happen to You. Now, next week, we will be, ta- be talking about the 1994 film Trapped in Paradise. Yes. And normally, I ask you if you have seen this <laughs> film before. <laughs>
0: I have just recently seen this film, yes.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm a little nervous about watching this one. I have rented this um, back in the old blockbuster days. I think I rented this movie three times, and I never finished it. Um, I did not like this movie back in the day. We will see whether that has changed over the years or not. Uh, next week, when we talk about it here on the show, uh, Kat, where can people find you?
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour or check out my website, catvelour.com.
1: All right, and I can be found uh, across social media at radio rob123. And you're going to listen to the other show that Kat and I do together, Slasher Radio, which can be found wherever you are listening to the Nick F and Woo cage cast and join us next week. When we talk about the 1994 film trapped in paradise.